Hi, this is Lori Peters, host of This Thing Called Grief, Navigating Life After Loss. If you've been following this podcast, maybe you've noticed that I mention a lot about writing and how you can use it to cope with grief. I do that because I have a writing background and I do believe in the power of it. Writing, along with other art-related activities, help you move the energy of grief out so you can deal with it in a healthy way. Writing is also great overall for well-being. So in the spirit of that, I'm offering a special opportunity for you to try your hand at writing and experience the benefits yourself. On April 23rd, I will be hosting a Writing for Wellness workshop for those looking to start a writing practice or if you're looking to restart one. This workshop will be 90 minutes in length and we'll be doing some writing, discussing, and some cool activities. The session will be held online, and after you register, you will receive a Zoom link. To find out more and to register, go to writingforwellness.eventbrite.com. That's writingforwellness.eventbrite.com. Come write with me. I promise it will be an experience worth your time. I hope to see you in the workshop. Now on to today's episode. Hello, and welcome to the podcast, This Thing Called Grief, Navigating Life After Loss. I'm your host, Lori Peters. For each episode, I bring my personal and professional experience as a veteran griever and licensed counselor to have meaningful and authentic talks about grief, loss, and life in the wake. I'll be exploring many facets of grief and not sugarcoating anything that I discover. My goal here is to create a safe space to acknowledge, share, and be inspired. I look forward to starting this journey with you. Welcome to another episode of This Thing Called Grief. Today, I'm talking about anxiety as it relates to grief. It's going to be longer than normal episodes, so you may want to um, pause if you need to, if you're driving or uh, do what you need to do if um, you need to uh, do that. And I'm going to start off this episode with this comment right now. If you're feeling anxiety while you grieve, please, please know that this is a common feeling and you are not abnormal. Anxiety, like all of our feelings, is neither bad nor good. It's a signal, actually, like all of our other feelings, that you need to pay attention to something. So if you're feeling anxious, pay attention to what your mind and body are telling you. Your body speaks to you every day. Anxiety can occur before loss and then after it. Why? Well, I believe it's because we're faced with the biggest unknown of our human physical experience, and that is death. We just don't know what happens at death and beyond. Yes, there are anecdotal accounts from people who have had near-death experiences, but we have no accounts of people who have died, stayed dead for a significant amount of time, and then came back alive. And for those of you who identify as Christians, I'm not referring to Jesus here. I'm talking about ordinary human beings. 
It's common to feel fear and anxiety about the unknown, and this is as true in anticipatory grief as it is during a typical post-loss grief process. Anticipatory grief, for those of you who haven't heard this term, describes a grief process that occurs before a loss happens. When you're having anticipatory grief, your anxiety may arise after you go through what seems like an endless series of questions like, how much time do I have left with my person? How will this death happen? How will I feel about it? How will my loved one feel about dying? How will I handle everything? When do I bring in hospice? When do I call the doctor? When do I take them off life support? What do I do right after they die? Who do I call? What will my death process be like when it's my turn? These questions and more go spinning around your head, making you feel nervous, exhausted, and worried. You may also feel worried that you haven't reconciled with your person and that you need to get this done before they die. You may feel the pressure to say or do all the things that you need to say and do before they leave this earth, and that pressure causes anxiety. Then after the loss, you're not only faced with logistical concerns like funeral arrangements, wills, household tasks, etc., but the philosophical questions like, who are you now that they've died? What do you do? What is the meaning of your life now? And then enters the bigger challenges, such as facing your own mortality and assessing your life up to that point. How have you lived, you might ask yourself. Has it been a good life for you up until this point? Do you want to continue doing what you're doing, or is it time to make a change? Are you doing something that makes you feel happy and fulfilled? Are you surrounding yourself with people who you love and lift you up? What is the meaning of your life now that this loss has occurred? Who are you now in the wake of loss? As you ask yourself these questions, you may feel regret as you go through this life review, and you may find yourself not only having to deal with that and grief, but also an existential crisis on top of it all. This is what happened to me after my dad died. The way he died deeply, deeply impacted me and caused me to question and reassess everything. If you have children, you may worry what, what life may look like for them after you're gone. If your kids are young, you may worry about dying prematurely. Who will take care of the kids? And if you have suffered a loss of a child and you have other children, you may feel like the world is no longer safe for your other kids. The question of, how do I keep my kids safe, may become an all-consuming one. As you think about all these questions and so many more, you may feel anxious if you discover the answers aren't what you want or expect, or you can't find any answers at all. Not knowing something can cause tremendous anxiety. Let's acknowledge that right now. Not knowing something can make you feel fearful, afraid, and all of that is normal. All of it is normal. 
Anxiety is also common during the experience of pregnancy loss and in a pregnancy that occurs after a pregnancy loss. I mentioned this a few weeks ago during my mini-series on pregnancy loss. A family with a baby on the way goes into the experience thinking and hoping it will be a perfect, uneventful pregnancy. And most times, it is. When you've lost a baby, it seems that the world has played a cruel trick on you. What was supposed to happen did not. And you can end up not trusting and being anxious, similar to what a child goes through when they've had a loss. Anxiety in this situation can manifest as you ponder who you are now that you've lost your child and as you meet situations that trigger your grief. The very basic question of how many children do you have can also stir up anxious feelings because you're left wondering, how exactly do I answer that question? You may feel like no answer is right without stirring up some unwanted feelings like guilt or even shame. And if you become pregnant again after a loss, your anxiety can go through the roof because you've experienced the worst. Your what ifs came true. Your baby died. And you're not sure if you can go through that again. Every little ache, pain, and twinge is questioned. And your mind goes off to the worst case scenario because let's face it, you've already had that worst case scenario. You may also find yourself counting the weeks to see if this pregnancy can go further than the last one. And you may find yourself holding your breath and crossing your fingers every time you go to the bathroom for fear of what you might see when you pull your underwear down. All of these scenarios take a huge toll on you emotionally, mentally, and of course, physically. In my experience, I was highly, highly anxious during my subsequent pregnancies after loss. I was so wrapped up in my own fear that I really didn't enjoy those pregnancies as I would have liked to. I now feel robbed that I didn't experience the fullness of joy and hope that pregnancy can bring. Let's talk about kids and grief and anxiety. Anxiety and grief can also impact children. I talked about this during a recent episode on grief and children. When you're a child, if you can imagine this, when you're a child and you've had a loss, it can feel like your world has turned upside down. It's exploded. It can be a rupture of the innocence you had prior to the loss. You had been expecting the world to be a certain way because that's how it's always been for you. But then all of a sudden, your mom dies or your dad or your sibling. And now your life has changed forever. The known is not known any longer. The world is different for you and more painful. In a child's eyes, the world can no longer be trusted and they may develop a level of anxiety that they didn't have before. So what can be done with all this anxiety that you feel as you grieve? Well, the single best thing you can do right now that doesn't cost anything other than your openness to consider is this, accept 
your anxiety. Accept your anxiety. Accept my anxiety, you say? Yes, accept. Allow. Let it be what it is within you. Now, I know my answer may not sit right with you, and that's okay. I've found, though, that to do otherwise, to avoid your anxiety, actually increases it. It's like plugging a water leak with your finger. It only works for a short while until you get tired of holding your finger there or the pressure from the water itself starts a leak elsewhere. Fixing the leak, or in this case, accepting and being with your anxiety is the only way to help you through it. So the next time you feel anxious, just stay with that feeling for a moment. Just stay with it. If it starts to feel overwhelming, take some deep, slow breaths. You might want to do some grounding exercises. You might even want to say a mantra like, I'm okay right now. I'm safe. Do what you need to do, but don't ignore it and don't go off doing something else to avoid thinking about the anxiety. Because every time you push the anxiety down, it will only come back stronger. It will only come back more frequently. The next thing you can do after you accept the anxiety is to get curious about it. Now, I know this may sound weird, but stay with me here just a moment. Engage in a conversation with your anxiety. Ask it what it's trying to tell you. Is it guiding you to do something that will ultimately benefit you? Is it telling you about a need that has been ignored and deserves your attention? Is it pushing you to face something that you don't want to face, but is necessary? Start asking questions and see what comes up for you. And the last thing you can do is find a healthy way, keyword is healthy, to express this anxiety. That can mean talking to someone. It could mean writing it down in a journal. It could mean drawing if you like to draw. It can mean exercising, moving. Do what you feel called to do to help you express and not suppress this anxiety. For me, my go-to is nearly always writing, but you need to find what works for you. So to quickly recap, understand that anxiety and grief is a real thing. And there are many reasons to feel anxious as you grieve. And it doesn't mean you're weak or crazy if you feel this way. The best ways to handle anxiety when it rises is to be with it, befriend it, ask it questions, and then release it in a healthy way. I hope this segment has been helpful to you. If you would like to leave me some feedback about this episode, you can rate and review the podcast. Or you can email me at starfishcounseling4gl at gmail.com. Next time on the pod, I'll be starting a mini-series on types of loss. I'll be looking at different types of losses and sharing some insight about how you can help yourself handle the grief associated with each loss. The first type I'll be covering is loss of a relationship. Until next time, be just who you are in this moment. Take it one step at a time and take care of yourself.